What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the host of the Budget Track Podcast. For the month of January, we are posting an episode every single day at 6 a.m. Central Time. If you haven't already, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and review and rate the Budget Track Podcast. That would be very much appreciated. And before we dive in, I want to talk about our sponsor. SocialX is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures through weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing events all over the country. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. The purpose of Finance Behind Sports is to give my audience an analysis on the world of sports from a financial perspective. And in these episodes, we're going to be talking about the millions of dollars generated through professional sports and the incredible things people have done with that money, along with the risks associated with not managing that money correctly. Let's dive into the next segment of Finance Behind Sports, Soccer Edition. So we began the football edition of Finance Behind Sports talking about the most expensive team, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing with the soccer edition. So according to Statista.com, Real Madrid is actually the world's most expensive soccer team. They're located in Spain, they play in La Liga, and they're worth about $4.66 billion. The crazy thing about them is they don't have one owner, they have many owners, and I'll explain what I mean They're organized as a registered organization, meaning the supporters invest in the club themselves and elect a club president. So kind of like shareholders invest in a stock, they own shares, and they elect a board of directors. But that club president cannot invest his own money into the club, which is kind of insane to me. But that beside the point, Real Madrid's revenue in 2019 was $833 million. And a cool stat I found was that the average player's salary For Real Madrid is just shy of $12 million per player, but that's second to FC Barcelona, whose average player salary is around $15 million. So we're talking about the average player salaries. So I wanted to get into the highest paid players in the world, and all of these stats are according to Investopedia. So the highest paid soccer player in the world is actual Lionel Messi. In 2018, between salary, winnings, and endorsements, he made $111 million dollars. That is 10% of a billion dollars he made in one year, making him the highest paid soccer player in the world. His contract with Barcelona actually promises salary and bonuses of at least $80 million a year. And in regards to endorsements, he's endorsed by Gatorade and Pepsi, but he has a lifetime contract with Adidas. But the amount of that contract is not actually disclosed. However, there is a lifetime contract with Nike that is Cristiano Ronaldo's. So he's the second highest paid soccer player in the world. And in 2018, between salary, winnings, and endorsements, he made $108 million. And like I said before, he has a lifetime contract with Nike worth a billion dollars. He's also endorsed by EA Sports and Herbalife. And with all these people making all this money, you hear a lot about tax evasion. And it seems like with the soccer players, it's a pretty prominent thing. And Cristiano Ronaldo, in the summer of 2019, was actually fined over $20 million for legal issues relating to taxes. And I know a few years back, Lionel Messi was also charged with tax evasion. So I don't know if it's just their team's not doing what they're supposed to do, or they're just purposely evading taxes, but I doubt they're purposely evading taxes. The next highest paid player is Neymar. So in 2018, between salary, winnings, and endorsements, he made $90 million. He is endorsed by Red Bull, Nike, and McDonald's, and he was actually the first soccer player ever 
to have custom Air Jordan sneakers made by the Swoosh. And just between Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Neymar, in one year, they made over $300 million collectively between three people. That is absolutely insane. And there's all this talk about what's the biggest sport in the world. Is it soccer? Is it football? In my opinion, it's soccer. Soccer is a global sport, while NFL football is kind of stuck in North America with the CFL and the NFL. But soccer generates so much revenue, it is absolutely insane. And speaking of generating a lot of revenue, we're going to talk about the World Cup. So the World Cup is played every four years, and in the summer of 2018, it was played in Russia. So what the World Cup is, if you're not familiar with it out there, it's 32 of the best countries play for a world title, and they spend years in advance prepping for that qualifying, playing multiple matches to actually have a chance to play in the World Cup. And every four years, it's in a different country. It's a really, really big deal. Before the World Cup began, and these stats are by Forbes and New York Times, by the way, projections were running that they were expected to make about $6.1 billion, which was about $1.3 billion more than the 2014 World Cup. And I would argue that every four years, that projection figure is going to continue to go up and up and up because of the popularity soccer is gaining in the U.S. I played college soccer, so I already had that appreciation for the sport. But a lot of my friends that didn't play soccer, I can tell they're starting to gain more and more interest as the sport expands in the U.S., But I want to end this whole segment giving some fast facts about the World Cup of 2018. 2.4 million. That's the amount of tickets that were sold before any game had even been played. $38 million. That's what the winning team actually gets. $11.6 billion. That's how much Russia spent in preparation for the tournament itself. And the last most insane fact were the prices of tickets to the World Cup final. So you can imagine prices to the final are going to be ridiculous, and they have different tiers. So you have some that are actually affordable. The highest tier is titled Category 1. The face value of that ticket was actually only $1,100, not that bad. But some of those tickets were being resold for upwards of $105,000. $105,000 for a ticket to a game. And yes, I completely understand. These are once-in-a-lifetime opportunities, so you're going to take that and you're going to spend the money but damn, that's a lot of money for a ticket. (laughs) But it just goes to show that soccer is a very lucrative sport and generating tons and tons of revenue for all the clubs, all the countries, all the teams involved. And I definitely believe it'll continue to rise up over the years and even gain more and more popularity in the U.S. Thanks for listening. I'm posting episodes every day in January at 6 a.m. Central Time, and they're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other major podcasting platform. Check out our social media linked in the description and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you next time.